Okay, let's go. Well, I'm Olivia. And I'm Ellie. And this is the the After after Party. party. So on today's episode, we actually have a very special guest with us. Saray, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Saray, and I'm 23 years old. I'm actually going to be 24 in March, so... My birthday's in March, too! (laughs) Yeah, so I'm an Aries. Um, I'm a Pisces, bitch. Oh, March 24th. Oh, I'm the 18th. Okay. Well, um... I am originally from the Dallas area, but I moved when I was like 15 to New Orleans, spent like six years there, and then returned back to Texas where I currently live in Midland, so that's West Texas, and um, I am a senior at UTPB, a business management major. I started my own um, jewelry company to bring awareness to human trafficking here in the area, and I'm also part of an anti-trafficking nonprofit here locally nice that's awesome so did are you the one who started unlimited yes yes so unlimited um it was always like an idea in my head that i wanted to start a business um didn't know what that looked like or where i was going to sell um it wasn't until i was working at a local boutique and i was in charge of finding different brands that we would be proud to represent and well, that store is now closed because of COVID, but um, that was pre-COVID, obviously. But um, I um, came across all these give back companies that were helping in human trafficking, whether that was employing them or just giving back to charity, like nonprofits. And um, I wasn't familiar with the topic, so I did more research on it. And I was like, hmm, like, I wonder if this is happening here in the United States. And it was... I came to the conclusion that's very prevalent here, and especially in Texas. Texas is the second most trafficked state in the United States, and the Premium Basin, where I live, is the fourth largest hub for human trafficking. And I really wanted to um, bring awareness to that, and I have a passion for fashion. Um, been working it since I was in, since I was like 16 years old, and I just wanted to combine my like fashion and um, like expertise and also I'm a business major. So I want to start my own business and um, I wanted to combine the both, like combine the two, um, bring awareness to human trafficking and um, do that while selling jewelry. Um, and it's not just like a regular jewelry company. I um, employ the survivors to handcraft the jewelry. Um, and that's where that partnership came with. The non with the nonprofit, um, so yeah, so I'm like restoring their dignity by giving them job <clears> experience <throat> because unfortunately, like survivors, they um, either lack you know education, they don't have their high school diploma or college um, job opportunities. They may have a rap sheet on them because they took all these charges. Um, low self-esteem they don't know like where to go in their life so they really need that stepping stone and that's what I wanted unlimited to be is a stepping stone providing job opportunities for the vulnerable population that you know they need second chances that's really incredible that's really I think, incredible yeah I think Thank it's you. really refreshing to like hear somebody so young talk about something so passionately 
and not only talk about something so passionately and so like something so strongly um, that they believe in, but something that they created from literally nothing. Like this was just Mm -hmm. an idea that you had. And I think it's really nice hearing young people really wanting to make a difference, but also at the same time, like fulfilling their dreams. So obviously you're a senior in college and you're a business major. So did you know from the second that you chose to be a business major that you wanted to have a jewelry business or you just, that's just like something that came up like later on in college? That just came up like later on. Um, I wanted to go to fashion school first because I worked at boutiques for the longest time and I wanted to be a retail buyer. And so um, I just went to business school for that. I wanted to work at a big corporate store that I can go and, you know, source inventory for them. And um, in the back of my mind, like I always wanted to start my own business. I just didn't know what. And maybe it was a boutique clothes. I never have thought that I wanted to do jewelry. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, it was an idea that came in my in my mind. And I actually kept it to myself for a whole year. And my professor, my first semester here at UTPB, it's a intro to business class. And he was like, hey, like there's this seminar for women. Um, it's to empower them. Whoever is interested in entrepreneurship and you, you want to join, here's the link. And I was like, hmm, like, I kind of want to start my business, but I don't know really what it is. I know I want to be fashion. Um, I want to do like a gift back. So I just attended this conference. Um, it was very informative. And afterwards, he was like, hey, like, um, how was it? Like, how was the conference um there's actually a reporter that wants to like get some more intel on um that conference that you attended and I was like okay um and so I scheduled that interview with that um reporter and she on the very end of that interview she was like so like you joined the entrepreneurship um conference for women like what sparked that like do you want to start your own business and I was like and this is the first time ever I ever opened up to my idea and I told it to her, a total stranger that I don't know over the phone. <laughs> and I was like, uh, well, I have this idea. I don't really know like the logistics of it, but I want to like bring awareness to human trafficking. And, um, I saw these, all these other brands that have been doing it, but they only employ survivors overseas in developing countries. And that kind of like, goes with the, you know, like the, I guess you can say, not stigma, but like the, like the thought that it only happens in developing countries. And mm-hmm. I want to bring it here. Sense. You know, I want to bring awareness here locally and help survivors here in my, my town, my home state, you know? Um, so I was like, and I want to do it with jewelry, you know, like it would be an easy way for them to learn how to like handcraft the designs Fashion would be a little bit too extensive, you know, and for sure, cut, you know, cutting and sewing and all these other things. It's just too much. And um, I just wanted to be a stepping stone. So I felt like jewelry would be a good entry way. Entry way. So mm-hmm. um, I told her and she was like, oh, wow, this is a great idea. You should like really pursue this. And I was like, OK. So I got like so much confidence 
And after that, my professor, he saw that interview and he's like, dude, like, you had this idea and you didn't tell me? And I was like, well, I just kept it to myself. You're like, and, sorry, honey. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, there's this pitch competition coming up. Um, would you want to do it? Like, I can nominate you. But the thing is, it's, it's within a week. And I was like, uh, wow. I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, okay, let's just do it. Um, because on New Year's, because this was in January, this was a year ago. Yeah. In Jan- at New Year's, I told myself that I was going to say yes to every opportunity that came my way. Um, you know, I was going to get out of my comfort zone. And when within like a couple of weeks, I had my professor telling me about this competition with a deadline of a week. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So when that week, I came up with Unlimited's name. I came up with a logo, the design. I came up with the mission statement, a whole pitcher's deck, like for like, investors. Um, I came up with five different prototypes and different designs and really just put all of these ideas that I had in my head onto paper. Nice. It was a, yeah, it was a lot of work, but I was just really proud of just submitting that application on time. Like I didn't expect to go further. I just... I was happy that I just accomplished all that within that week. And so I submitted it. And then a couple of days later, I get an email saying, hey, like you advanced to the next level. I was like, oh, my gosh, because this is a national competition that happens once wow. a year. And you have like all these other like Ivy League um, universities competing. And then you have me. You know, from UTV. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Hey, and, I mean, at one point, UTV was the fastest growing school in the nation, so. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, like, I mean, it was a really great experience. I talked to different judges and mentors from, like, New York and um, Chicago. They get me there, like, gave me, like, their input and advice, and I went to become a semifinalist. I didn't advance to the final, but I – was again very proud that I got that far with just an idea and all the other you know contestants they had their business already established and they were just seeking funding because the mm-hmm. total 25,000 and um like I I watched the finalists and they're like oh yeah like I have like 30,000 subscribers to my app already and another one was like oh yeah I was on my today show I'm like, what? <laughs> like, this yeah. is the people that I was competing against, you know? But, that's that's really crazy. And you, you only had a week to do all that, and you made it that yeah. far. So it's, it's really impressive, honestly. It's Thank honestly you. really something to be proud of. I remember whenever I told Olivia, I was like, I want to have a podcast and do all these things. And immediately, whenever we were thinking of people to interview – she was like, we need to interview Saray. Like, she has her business. I think it would be great to, like, get her name out there and just, like, give her an extra platform. And she's, like, really well accomplished already. And just, like, hearing you, as I said previously, like, speaking so passionately about it, it's really refreshing and really nice that, honestly, everything's just, like, rolling off the tip of your tongue because you don't have to think about it. It just comes so naturally, almost as if, like, you were always meant to do this. Yeah, I I really feel like that. I feel like it. I very internalized, you know, the company and the cause. Um, and people ask me all the time, like, why human trafficking? Like, why is it? Why are you so passionate about it? Or like, why does it resonate to you so much? And honestly, like, I don't really know. But then I think about it, I'm like, you know, I have people that I love that, you know, 
are survivors of violence towards women and you know like domestic violence or some type of assault and just to know like no one should ever be treated that way and experiencing those things and it it really affects your life it carries on forever with you for sure Um, some people you know like get the help and some others you know they don't um but you know like domestic violence I'm not gonna like minimize it or anything because I mean my mom is a survivor of domestic violence and um you know like it's it can be very scary and some people lose their life with it but just to know like there is something that's even more intense and that's trafficking somebody being sold against their will to you know have these quote-unquote dates with these men so many like the day and the moment that they wake up to the time that they go to sleep they're being drugged they're being beaten they're they have no voice and um I when I started this I was thinking like okay like I need to get my research on this topic um yes I have people that I love that have been affected with you know like violence towards them but I don't know anyone that's a survivor of human trafficking and I don't really know the depth of it and how can I represent this population if I don't really know you know everything not everything but like I know the topic I know the I know it you have an understanding Pretty much. Of yeah, it. I have a good yeah. understanding. So what I did was, of course, I did my book research. I talked to the local FBI here um, just to get some type of, you know, information. And um, I got connected with the nonprofit. It's called Reflection Ministries. I brought them to UTPB to be a guest speaker to educate the girls here um, that they're vulnerable um, to this, those the founder of the nonprofit, she was trafficked um, in college. Wow. Um, She came from a great family and she just, you know, got trafficked. And it's not like what Hollywood, you know, displays it. Like you get kidnapped and it's the movie taken. Like, okay, like maybe that may happen, but 90% of the time it's from people that you trust, people that you know. Oh, wow. Yes. So that that's surprising to me. I didn't know that because yeah, to same. me it's always like, you know, you're because I've been in Target or wherever and I've been like followed around and employees have to come and like make sure I'm okay and get that person out of the store mm-hmm. or whatever. So it it always seems like, oh, it's like somebody's going to kidnap you and then, you know, drug you and do all the, the trafficking from that, but yeah, never honestly... never did I really think like it's from somebody you trust, but now that you say it it kind of makes sense because all these other I guess, like, domestic violence and sexual assaults and all this stuff, a lot of those times, those things happen with people you trust the most, too. Like, you wouldn't expect it to come from them. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, when I, because I started working with the nonprofit, and I got to be at the village working with the survivors and hearing their stories and just being with them um, and learning more, like, firsthand of the situation. I mean, they all have things in common, whether it's, foster care or they were you know abuse as a child domestic violence their friends but you know it's it really gave me a greater appreciation of my of relationships because these women were taken advantage by people like I said they trusted and loved whether it was their best friends in high school you know or it was their husband that trafficked her or her parents I mean there was a case here not too long ago 
and it was a little it was a family and the parents turned the little girl's room into a brothel her bedroom was all pink and they were like well we need to help with rent so they turned the girl's room into a brothel and men kept on going in and out and finally you know the police came in and rescued her but the policeman that went into her room and was because she would put little tally marks of every time a man entered her room and raped her um and the police officer lost count after nine thousand. Stop! oh my god yeah and this little girl was you know younger than 10 years old um that is so heartbreaking yeah i mean really it comes down to vulnerability that's what i have come across you know the root of it is vulnerability something happened to their lives that made them vulnerable whether yeah. you know like runaways within 48 hours they're most likely to be trafficked because they don't have no place to go they're hungry they're scared somebody comes in hey you can stay on my couch you know you can sleep on my couch i'll feed you i'll give you clothes oh wait um all that costs money you need to pay me back oh well i don't have money okay well i have a friend um and you're gonna meet with that friend that friend has sex with that person and money is exchanged that's a, that's a simple transaction. That's very common. Um, LGBTQ community, very vulnerable. Again, like if they're running away, they're not being accepted, low self-esteem, domestic violence. Um, there was a case where like a girl's and a girl and her boyfriend and she trusted him. She, she came from like a troubled background where she had trust issues. And he was like, you know what? I'll take care of you. You don't have to worry. Like, I got you. And then slowly just groomed her. Like, he identified her, like, insecurities and worked on that and worked it against her to the point where she was brainwashed. And before she knew it, here she is trafficked. So it's it's very, very, like, a a slow process. They groom them. Um, Really, like, anybody could be subject to human trafficking. Um... You just have to be aware of your your surroundings and, you know, if somebody is being too kind to you and lavishing you these gifts and whatnot, like, what's their motives? Mm-hmm. Because it, it's a slow process. It doesn't happen overnight. You're not kidnapped and put in the basement. It's somebody that you know, family members. It's your friend or somebody that took you in when you had no place to go. Yeah. It's crazy, especially how Hollywood doesn't portray it, you know, mm-hmm. in the ways that it most commonly happens. That it really I guess, is I guess like, it, I guess it's too real for the yeah. for the TV yeah. screen and too scary because then everybody's going to be scared of their family members and everything. But yeah, oh and, and because because of Hollywood, you know, they portray it that way. Like we have survivors that we know they were trafficked. They just because of the way that they talk, and when I say the way they talk, I'm saying like what they have disclosed mm-hmm. and um they have no idea that there were traffic because they're like well i wasn't like kidnapped or whatever um it's yeah so a lot of girls don't even know that they're they're trafficked yeah um, and i guess from the way that you're speaking about it like it really all comes down to letting your guard down and being vulnerable and it really just shows like 
how your normal life can be turned sour so quickly just by trusting people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't I'm, discriminate. I mean, it happens in lower class, from poverty to high class. I mean, the founder of Reflection Ministry came from a great family, loving, religious, um, went to church every Sunday, and she just happened to go to college, and she didn't know anybody, and she met this guy, and he slowly groomed her, and she got trafficked. So, like, it doesn't have to be, like, oh, I came from a bad family, or I was abused, and, yeah, you know, like, it can happen to anyone. That's so intense yeah hearing you say that really got me choked up because like that was like that's a little girl and those are her parents like I could not imagine I mean I didn't have the best childhood but I couldn't imagine my parents like being the people who raised me like doing that to me all because quick buck and like Mm -hmm. really make me their cash cow like that is so mm-hmm. heartbreaking to hear. Mm-hmm. And like from such a young age, like that's like that is her trauma. Like she will never forget that. She will never live that off. Like that is really heartbreaking to hear. Yeah. And yeah, you're totally right. Um but that's where like we're um unlimited wants to step in because we acknowledge like this these things have happened to you and that's why we named or i named it unlimited because you're not limited to your past your opportunities are unlimited you don't have to be defined about what happened to you or what you did um because that is not who you are today you know like yeah just because that one thing happened to you doesn't define your whole life and you are loved and you're capable of great things and so um with that, I, I reached out to that anti-trafficking nonprofit here to see if there can be some type of partnership. If, like, the girls that are in their program, you know, is phasing out and they need job opportunities that can be there. And um, <clears throat> they were all on board for it because that's exactly what they need, you know. like Yeah. It's hard because, yes, you can, so you can do this program, but okay, now, now you have to go in the real world and get a job. Okay, yeah. well, I have no job experience. I don't have a resume, and I have no, I don't have a college, I mean, I don't have a high school diploma, or I don't have a college degree, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, like, also, they're, you know, they might not have that much of a high self-esteem, so going into, like, the workforce can be very discouraging, um, so I'm very, like, aware of you know, like their needs and everything. So I want them to just build that self-confidence. And with every piece of jewelry that they make, they're making something from scratch, you know, some spare pieces, some wire, some beads, and they're making something beautiful within their own hands. They were capable of making this beautiful piece of jewelry. And that just is a reflection of their life. Like they're capable of great things. I was just going to say that I think it's really nice that you can – Like, you were offering yourself up as a person to be, like, a mentor, essentially, and you are letting, like, these women confide in you, and what you were saying, like, they are literally making jewelry from essentially nothing, Mm -hmm. and it really is, like, something to be proud of, and they can really look back at it and be like, I'm so proud of myself, like, I made this piece of jewelry, 
that another person has purchased and they love it obviously that's why they bought it and it's really nice to like as an artist of like any kind it's really nice that you can create something that other people can enjoy also mm-hmm. yes and also like you said like mentorship and that's kind of like my role with the nonprofit. Um, right now I'm creating a mentorship at, for their outreach program, um, equipping them with job skills. Um, okay, you can get a job, but can you maintain the job? You know, you can get yeah. hired, but can you keep the job? And also character building skills. Um, and so with that mentorship, uh, it goes hand in hand. So I'm out in the community with these women, you know, gaining their trust and um, forming these relationships with them and really being there, like holding their hand every way or like every step of the way. And then once they're ready, like be like, hey, like I also have unlimited here if you're wanting a job opportunity. And it just flows very, very like naturally. Um, Yeah, for sure. And with this mentorship, I have learned more and I'm trying to ask, I'm actually kind of altering unlimited um, from just solely jewelry making to also other departments. So yeah, I was going to ask marketing. you what the future for unlimited was. Yeah. Like I want to branch out and really equip them and not just be so narrow. Like, okay, like I made jewelry. That's it. I want them to, like, that's the starting point. But once you can, you can advance to maybe the marketing department or the operation side of things. And so sure. when they leave, they have it on their resume. It seems very, it's impressive when you have mm-hmm. like, oh, I have marketing experience or I have operations specialists, you know, skills. That is very attractive for an employer. And that's the end game. Like I want to set these girls up for success. So if I can give them like the great, you know, like job experience and building their self-confidence. I mean, the sky is limit, you know, unlimited for them. So that's where like unlimited is going. It's going in the direction of expanding different departments that they can work in and also opening up to um, not just survivors, but the vulnerable population to be more like a preventative side. Um, so anyone that has, you know, experience poverty, homelessness, um, any type of violence, domestic violence, um, or just, you know, makes you like, at risk. And so um, having them come on board too and working. So we're helping survivors, but we're also have a preventative side of helping the mm-hmm. at risk population. That's, that's awesome. Um, so I do have some questions more so related to you now yeah. and what it's like owning a business, especially while you're in school. Do you, is it hard to balance your personal life with work and school? I mean, yeah, yeah I was just about <laughs> to ask you, like, do you think you could run us through like a normal day in your life? Oh my gosh. Every day is different. I don't know. When I wake up, I don't know what it entails, but um, yeah, it's so busy. I have, cause I'm, currently taking like 15 credit hours here at the university and then I'm working at a um because I have to have some you know side income to fund unlimited right now yeah that's something I was wondering about it's a non-profit so everything comes out of your wallet when you're creating this that's just 
it's it's crazy to me because you're already a college student. So you have college yeah. on top of, you know, having to run your own business. And not only is it a business, but it's a nonprofit. So none of that money is going into your pocket. Yeah. So, yeah. So I need some funds coming in. So I'm working um, at a um, interior design store and slash lifestyle um, store. And um, she's wanting to scale, so she, you know, onboard me. So I'm in charge of their operation side. And um, that consumes a lot of my time, too, because it's a small business wanting to grow into a corporate business. So um, I'm doing – so I wake up in the morning, depending if I have class or not. Let's say I had class. So I go to class, get out at, like, 145, go to my work. To my job, mm-hmm. um, get out at five forty-five. Drive home, eat because <clears throat> I'm like hangry by the time it's already five forty-five. <laughs> so I eat and then do some homework, and then I work on Unlimited and um, the nonprofit. So I really, I really go to bed like at eleven thirty every night, and I'll wake up at like seven in the morning. And it's always like working, you know, if it's not school, it's work and it's unlimited. It's also creating different designs um, because I want to do incorporate some new earrings that has seed beads, Mm -hmm. um, which are like tiny little beads and you weave them into earrings. Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah. So I'm learning more about that because I find it interesting. And it's also like a easy design that survivors can learn so it's it's busy I mean and then I have a boyfriend and that (laughs) you know like that requires time too and for sure relationship I mean you have to work on it every day you know both people what does he what does he make of all of this I'm assuming he's very proud but like where do you find the time and how do you make that work yeah um well, we always have dinner to th- together. Right now I'm living with him. So that's Cute. our time together is dinner. Like, even though, like, we're busy. Because he has his own business, too. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. That's how we met. We met through that pitch competition. But I... Oh, that's <laughs> cute. Yeah. Um, but I advanced more. So, like, I have, like, more bragging rights. Um, <laughs> you just I, hold that over his head a little bit. I yeah. love when women can do that to men. I love that. Yeah. And he tells me, he's like, I can learn so much from you. But you know what? I feel the same way about him. You know, like he Aww. he has an international business. He's usually from the Dominican Republic. Um, it's a an like a sports consulting company slash media. Um, and he has nice. like three employees under him, but he's here in America, so managing his business overseas is kind of difficult. Oh, for sure. But he's he's busy with that, so it's not like I'm working all the time and he's just there, like doing whatever, doing whatever, and being like, yeah. why can't you spend time with me? Because he understands, you know, he knows like what it takes to run a business, mm-hmm. um, and he's very very supportive. And so I make time for him by we eat together for dinner, and then on Sundays, that's our like me and him time. You know, like I may work a little bit, you know, yeah. on unlimited and he may work a little bit on his business. But really, the whole day of Sunday is about us. 
Nice. Yeah. That's good that you guys have like one day a week. You can actually do stuff together and put things into your relationship because you know, relationships, a job too. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. For sure. And just learning about it. Cause it's not just like you anymore. You, you and him, mm-hmm. you know, he may, I, yeah. I mean, he does some things that may get under my skin and I have to work on my communication skills <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, like tell him why I don't like that or vice versa. You know, like we're all like learning Mm-hmm. about each other we're learning to be together because this is our first long relationship we're celebrating a year um actually this sunday oh congratulations yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm really excited no I'm i really think happy. that's really good that like at the end of the day like eve despite like how busy y'all are and everything that's going on like at the end of the day you always like have each other to come yeah. into i think that's yeah. really great yeah and he's my like biggest cheerleader you know of course like my parents are too but like yes that's how it should be yes yeah fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> there yes. it is there it is <laughs> yes yes okay i do have one other question um because you do a lot of work for women advocating for women um so when you're out networking or going through different programs or different things to help expand your network or build your business further um when you're working with other people do you feel like people don't take you as seriously as they should because a you're a woman and b because of your young age like you're 23 years old that's mm-hmm. young mm-hmm. i really don't really like i don't give people that much credit for that i mean yes i am young but i don't know i don't get that much discouraged i would say when I was 18, yes, because, and I say 18 because right out of high school, I didn't go to college right away. I took a, a break because I wasn't able to. My parents mm-hmm. were going through something and it just wasn't right at that moment to send me to college, which is okay. Um, but I took it in my own hands and I got my real estate license at 18 and I sold wow. real estate to pay for college because I wanted to be the first one in my family you know, like, my siblings didn't graduate, my parents didn't graduate, like, I wanted to graduate college, so, um, that, yes, because realtors are, like, in their 30s, 40s, 50s plus, and here yeah. I am, 80, I mean, not 80, 18 years oh, old, she's 80. <laughs> I'm 80 years old, <laughs> no, I'm 18, and yeah, like, I had, like, people tell me, like, I had, like, my first client, um, like, basically kind of, like, fire me, because they wanted, they didn't, like, well, they just ghosted me, I guess I should say. And I called Your them out. Your client ghosted yeah. you? I showed them the, yes, I showed them this property, and I was very scared. I was, um, yeah, I was, you could tell on my face, I was so scared. And they're like, so how long were you in real estate? And I'm like, uh, six months. That was a lie. And that was my first day on the job. And mm-hmm. um, that was that. And then I kept on sending them listings and, like, saying, like, there's this new house that you will like that fits your price point and what you want and blah, blah, blah. Never heard from them. And I was like, what the heck? So I called nothing text, nothing. And I was like, okay. So I sent them a message and I was like, Hey, like if you're still interested in a house, please let me know. If not, 
um, or if you're working with a different agent, so I'm not wasting my time or your time. And they responded, like, within, like, minutes. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, but um, thank you for all your help, but we just want someone that's a little bit more seasoned. And I was like, okay. Did that discourage you quite a bit? That, like, really hurt my feelings because I put in so much time and effort with this client and just because I was young I was out of the equation like I couldn't you know I I couldn't perform and yeah um and so I was hurt and then I quickly realized I was like you know what I took this same exact state and national exam that everybody else I was just about to say that I was like you are qualified as everybody else I'm on the yeah I mean yeah same you know, board of realtors as everyone else in this region. I'm taking the same continuing education classes that everybody else is taking. Okay, like you don't have some, okay, I don't have years of experience on me, but so what? And so ever since then, like I hustled and I, you know, I outperformed. I was like the rookie year, the rookie of the year Beautiful. of my, um, my bro- of the brokerage. And it really, like, boosted my self-confidence. I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, I am young, but I'm motivated. I'm oh, hungry. Sure. And I can do this. You know, I got Bad more. bitch vibes. So that's, yes. I think that's I what that. really sparked my, like, entrepreneurship was that real estate experience. Like, nice. being told that I wasn't good enough because of how young I was and show out showing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean. I'm sure that's so, a really rewarding feeling to have gone on and just like totally like fuck the, you the market <laughs> yeah. in that area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly can see um like a lot of young people like skipping college and just becoming realtors, which is very common nowadays. I know a lot of my friends are doing that. And like good for them. Like finding something that you're passionate about and you don't have to go to college. Like that's amazing and like you said like yeah you had just started but all it takes is that one person to like take the chance on you you're young they're your first client but imagine like that could have gone somewhere and I mean clearly it did because all it takes is like that one person to take a chance on you and then next thing you know like they're telling all of their friends hey this is my realtor she's young but she's good like she knows what she's doing Obviously, because you took the fucking exam, just like everybody else, and you are, like, that doesn't make you any less worthy. Exactly. Everybody has to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Girl boss. Girl boss. Girl Girl boss. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I mean, I feel like, yeah, I have a lot of crazy, you know, like, dreams of mine and my goals no dream is too crazy or big I promise you yeah that's yeah you're right I mean at the moment they may seem crazy and for sure but they're measurable I mean just you know like who would have thought that I would be starting a jewelry company I would have never thought that like you know and here it is so oh for sure I feel like anything's possible. It's just if you really want it and also like being consistent and working towards whatever you want, whatever that may be, you know, um, yeah, nothing is unachievable. Nothing is unachievable. So I feel like we are kind of coming to the end. Um, 
of this recording, but I just like want to leave off on like a good inspirational note. Oh, I so, have I have one question left. One question left. Okay, we okay. can get your question in. <laughs> um, this has been a really really great interview. But oh, for, sure. for us and all our listeners, how can we support Unlimited Jewelry? Yes, let us know. Well, you can go on um, Instagram, um, shop Unlimited Jewelry, and then uh, also the website, shop Unlimited Jewelry TX.com. Beautiful. Um, and we do have a Facebook page as well, um, but we really use the Instagram and the website. Nice. Yes. Yes, everybody, please go and support Saray and all the wonderful women working for her. Um, but as I was saying before, um, I just want to leave off on, like, a really, really good note. So anybody who is, like, thinking about doing something like this or even just young people in general looking to start a business or looking to expand on any of their dreams, like, what advice would you give to those people? Um, I would say, like, find, like, first start in the industry that you're wanting to, you know, pursue. Like, for me, fashion, um, I started at boutiques, and I didn't look at it as a job. I, I looked at it as, what can I learn from these people? What can I learn from this business? Mm-hmm. I was like a sponge. Um, what I didn't like, what I did like, what can I incorporate into, like, my future business? Mm-hmm. Um, so not looking at jobs as jobs look at them as opportunities to learn like if that's hot hobby i can work at hobby lobby and learn how they do their you know um, manufacturing process or their operations like every job you can learn something um i would say um so like gaining that experience in that field if it's marketing maybe work at you know a local marketing firm and see how they're running and you know get all the knowledge you can so when you start your business you have some background knowledge on that um or even finding a mentor me like my professor was a huge huge asset for me because he owns his own market um, his own investment firm so he's an entrepreneur himself so any questions i had on like uh how do i form this and (laughs) what do i do with this and he was my go-to because I didn't have a family member that owned a business. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, who could I go to? So I had that mentor that really guided me, uh, was rooting me on. Um, I would say also having a very supportive circle, you know, friends, family members that are rooting you on, that are, like, always have your back supporting you because mm-hmm. that's, like, fuel. You know, if you have, like, this huge support system and that yeah. – it just makes it so much easier mm-hmm. than having people saying, oh, like, you want to have your own business? You know, like, most businesses fail. Like, why do you think you can do this? You know, like, all that negativity needs to go. Yeah. Kick um, it out. Kick it to the curb. Yeah. Like, sure. have people that bring value to your life. Beautiful. Uh, and bring them along through this journey of yours, you know? Um, networking. You never know what a person that you meet may know another person. That could mm-hmm. greatly benefit you. And I mean, benefit you, I mean, like connections, you know, like I did that with like my university. Um, I got connected with New Girls Hope, which is a company in the Dominican Republic that does the same thing, but they make purses. So networking, um, 
just putting yourself out there and not down, not, not like downplaying yourself too. Like if you're starting a company, like tell people about it. It's not bragging if you're talking about your business. It's who you are. It's part oh of my you. gosh, you guys! I fucking went out to eat today, and whenever we were paying like our bill, let's get the bill. Um, so whenever we were paying our bill, my friend was like, "Put a business card, like under your debit card for whenever you pay." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Are you sure?" And so I did it, and um, off the record, hold on. I thought my brother walked into his apartment. <laughs> my bad. Oh, but basically my, um, so I put a business card under my card and the girl came over to me and she was like, whose card is this? And I was like, oh, that's mine. Like I'm a photographer. She was like, dude, I've been wanting to take pictures so bad with my boyfriend. Like, I just don't know anybody in the area who's like not super expensive. Like, what are your rates? And we just like started talking and I just found myself a new client. So wow. Congratulations. So I definitely agree super common where I live is everybody puts they're like because I work in a restaurant so there's all kinds of business cards and not even just business cards cards for all kinds of people in general that are just mm-hmm. left after they pay their bill so it's a it's a crazy way and it's it works a lot of people mm-hmm. you know make connections that way by going out mm-hmm. to eat and then just leaving their card mm-hmm. yeah you never know who you're gonna meet or who that person may know you know like, yeah what is yeah, exactly. your waiter and- like sister-in-law was getting married okay well there's that connection yeah and all it takes is just that little bit of confidence like Mm -hmm. literally that's all it takes Mm -hmm. well i think it was a really amazing speaking with you this is the first time i've ever spoken to you and (laughs) it definitely will not be the last but i can tell you have a great head on your shoulders and i can tell that you're very passionate about what you believe in and everything that you're doing and all the moves that you're trying to make. And I just want to say, if you haven't heard it today, I'm very proud of you because just hearing you speak so passionately about that, like really is like really inspiring, especially because of how young you are and how motivated you are, like to create a better future for yourself and not only for yourself, but other women. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm so grateful that you were willing to come on here. Um, I know we've been friends for a while. Mm-hmm. Little workout buddies. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm very thankful that you were open to this opportunity. And I don't, I don't even know what else to say. I'm just so happy that you got to come out here and talk about your business and what you do. Because now not only are you inspiring Eliana and I, but our audience too. For oh, sure. Thank you. That means a lot. I'm, but that was, I'm very honored to be here. Thank you for yeah. having me. Of course. Our very first <laughs> guest. Yeah, <laughs> you are the first How guest. Cool. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>